welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. We're at the Consumer Electronics Show. I'm Fred Fishkin along with Alan Kornhauser. Hi again, Alan. Hi, Fred. Uh, we're still here. <laughs> we are still here, and our guest is Dr. Lele Shinohara, Vice President at a company called RoboSense. Thank you for joining us, Lele. Thank you very much. Tell us about RoboSense. What do you do? Uh, yes, the RoboSense, we are a high technology company. So then we're developing the eyes for the cars. We call it the LiDAR. So LiDAR is using the laser to sensing the environment to detect the, uh, uh, the object and to tell the car, okay, there is uh, passengers or there are uh, uh, cars in front of you. So then it will be used for the autonomous driving for the cars. Well, lots of LiDAR out there. I don't need to tell you. So how are you different? What are you doing? So uh, we use uh, um, the MEMS technology. It's called a micrometer device to do the scanning. So then this is uh, our the, uh, let's say the key technology. We ourselves also developing and uh, uh, research on those the MEMS the, uh, micrometer devices. So and this is not only let's say uh, our the, uh, unique point. So what uh, we are unique is uh, we're not only to developing uh, this uh, uh, the hardware. We are also developing the software, the algorithms, which is uh, to tell. Um, the, uh, the the cars and what is the uh, it's an object is what kind of ob- object it is and also the sensor can track this uh, object uh, when it's inside of the uh, let's say the side of the view from the sensors. So uh, how are you, can you tell us how you're doing that or what it is that you're doing to to actually then return to the user what that information is? In other words, are you uh, providing an outline of the object, a position vector, velocity vector? What, what are you doing? Uh, yes, so the, uh, we are using the, the uh, uh, so our the LiDAR is have a quite a high the resolution. So we are using the 3D uh, the, uh, point cloud. This is where the raw information. So based on this, we have our uh, the uh, AI algorithm, let's say, running on the background to the detect, to, t- to detect the uh, object and to track the object, also to classify of if it's a car or if it's a passenger. So then, with, of course, we also with the uh, moving the status. So then if it's a, a parked car, the sensor can detect it's a parked. And if it's a moving object, it can also giving um, the, uh, let's say, the uh, moving speed, moving the directions to, to return to the, uh, uh, the, the car. So then the car can use the, uh, this information for or make their the decisions. So are you doing this independent of cameras, just with LiDAR, or are you also fusing uh, camera information, or do you look to fuse camera information? Uh, we have the different uh, uh, the, uh, pipelines for the development. So we do only also with the LiDAR and uh, to use the uh, point cloud to do the object detection. And this year, we also uh, announced one of our, uh, the, uh, let's say, the product, software product, we call it is the LiDAR Camera Deep Fusion System. So then we actually using the camera, the information, 
and uh, to fuse with our the lidar. So because the lidar have the problem, it cannot see the colors. So right. then right. The you, you need R, G, B, D, and V, exactly. as I like to say. So, you know, uh, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. So then we do use our, the, uh, the let's say, we do use the camera the information to, uh, to give the color the information for the point cloud. So based on this, we can do further some advanced uh, AI algorithm. For example, we can tell if it's a car, it's the a- Product identification, you exactly. can do much more uh, robustly, let's call it. Uh, yes. And, and so at, at what frame rate do you operate? Do you update the uh, object? Uh, okay, this is moving. Uh, yeah. uh, how fat, uh, what's, the, what's the frame rate on? So right now, it's right. our the lidar is roughly it's uh, the twenty hertz the frame rate is, which means every second we output the twenty the uh, the data. So also so we I, are. I, I get object, I get a position, and I get velocity every twentieth of a second. Uh, exactly. So then also we do have a time of the delay for the detect detection. So right now our the AI algorithm is uh, working for uh, about uh, the 50 milliseconds uh, the delay for the detection. Well, which is pretty darn good, right? Uh, I mean, 15 milliseconds on the delay. That's not bad. Yeah, exactly. So then, and uh, so for example, it's in the real, uh, the driving, uh, the driving environment. So then, for this delay, it's just uh, it's a couple of the centimeters moving for our cars. Sure. Yeah. Now, how are you able to compete when it ter in terms of both the size of the your device, and size and price? <laughs> Yeah. So uh, our uh, let's say the, uh, from the, the last year 2018. So then uh, after we have with our the first uh, um, the prototype announced. So then we are really focused from the design point to make is a design for the manufacturing. So then we do the modular the design to make the uh, sensor more compact. And during the this kind of process design process, we are making the cost more eff uh, let's say effectively. Yeah. Are you working with specific partners yet uh, that you can talk about? Uh, uh, unfortunately, I'm not allowed to <laughs> tell really the partner, but uh, we do have a couple of the collaborations, the partners uh, within China from the automotive, the OEMs, and also we got uh, quite a lot of the, uh, uh, the inquiry from the, let's say, the international the automotive, uh, the OEMs as well. What I can uh, tell you is uh, uh, in China, the Alibaba group, so then uh, we are have a really very strategic collaboration with them. So uh, they are developing a kind of the autonomous delivering vehicles. So then they are going to use our uh, the MEMS LIDARs on their other vehicles. So then this is, uh, I can publish tell you. Well, that's a significant uh, partner to have, uh, certainly in the delivery of the uh, and the uh, movement of, of objects and, and consumer products, uh, that's really important. Yeah, exactly. So then, based on this uh, the, the development, so, so uh, then we will further develop it for our the, the other the, uh, OEM, the car partners. And so then uh, we will develop this kind of the platform, the product, which is not only going to the single OEMs, this can be also uh, very easily to be adapted to the different uh, OEMs. And this is will make our the product cost more uh, effective as well because we are sharing most of the components uh, for the different OEMs. When the colorless is the market needs are getting increased, so then the price of our the product of course will be get lower and lower. 
Do you anticipate the LiDAR being used in not only uh, self-driving or autonomous vehicles, but in other other vehicles that car makers will incorporate the, the, the technology just to make cars safer? Uh, yes, of course. So the, uh, the targeting for, let's say, for the OEM, not only for the OEM, for us as well, is making the driving the, uh, uh, safer. So then this is our the final target. And also not only for the uh, normal vehicles, also we have the collaboration with some of the customer to developing, let's say, the autonomous driving trucks. And also uh, there are some of the customers they wanted to use our the LiDAR, let's say, in the uh, uh, port to make, uh, to, uh, let's say, to drive inside our some of the, uh, let's say, the area to uh, transport some of the goods. And this is also, I have mentioned that Alibaba is making um, the consumer goods the delivery. So then this is kind of the uh, autonomous vehicle. It's not for the passenger cars, but also it's for the different use cases. Now, when we talk to companies doing radar, things like they talk about their advantages over, over LIDAR and bad weather, things like that. What, what is the response to those kinds of arguments? Uh, so uh, there are, so let's say it's an active safety product uh, right now, there are three types and the LiDAR, radar, and the front camera. So then all those three, the different, uh, the, uh, uh, let's say the technology have their advantage and have their disadvantage right now. So for example, the radar is very strong for uh, the, in the bad weather conditions, for in the fog or in the uh, light rain conditions, it can detect uh, better than the LiDAR and than the camera. So, but uh, so for example, the, the other case, the LiDAR can really provide a very, very a precise uh, the detect for the obstacles. For example, if a tire is uh, uh, falling down on the road, the LiDAR and the camera, this kind of uh, uh, light uh, optical based uh, system is able to detect, but the radar, they have the uh, difficulty to detect such kind of the object. So, and also compare with the front camera and from the LiDAR. So camera is very, it's a passive uh, sensor. So it's really rely on the surrounding the uh, light information. So for example, at the night, the camera is not working uh, well, but for the LiDAR, it's uh, on the night, doesn't matter if it's night or it's uh, uh, the daytime, and of, uh, it doesn't matter if you are driving in through in a tunnel or the sunlight is coming um, to the, um, uh, the LiDAR. It doesn't matter this kind of the light conditions. The LiDAR is able to provide a very, very precise the detection. So then this is uh, the advantage compared with the, uh, uh, the radar and the front camera. So then in the near future, these three kind of the sensor, it's, um, uh, uh, let's say, it's difficult to missing any of them. So then the, uh, um, the OEMs and the system providers, they always seek these three kind of the redundancy the sensor to make sure uh, the car drive safely do not miss any kind of the detection to or have any kind of the access that happens. Yes, uh, so we need all three and we need to merge them and the key part of the key that you mentioned is is the algorithms that you're using to, to, to basically fuse the data and to decide which ones is right at this particular point in time, I guess, is a key part of your algorithms, right? Exactly. So then this is, uh, you need to, we need to use the really the advantage of the different sensor and to avoid the disadvantage from the different sensors. And that's, that's the trick. And he, the, the company who does that best is going to uh, flourish.
And we should mention that you won a pretty nice award here at the Consumer Electronics Show. Yes, exactly. So then in 2019, so the CES, we do get this uh, uh, renovation award. So then this is uh, the, about our really the not only is keep the let's say the key things, not only the hardware, but uh, so we are, are using the uh, front camera and the uh, radar information to do the deep uh, diffusion. So then the camera can uh, look at uh, the uh, uh, environment when he found. Uh, let's say object. So then the lidar we can focus on there to do the, a more precise uh, scanning for this uh, region. So then we get a more precise uh, detection. This is uh, what uh, we are the really really uh, unique our, about our the AI as uh, software solutions, algorithm solutions. So then this is also our let's say unique point to compare with the other lidar the companies. Well, congratulations on your 2019 CES Innovation Award. Thank you very much. Dr. Lele Shinohara, thanks for joining us. Thank you again, thanks. We're back with the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Alan, CES still going on? We're still going on, boy. I mean, we're doing this 24-7. All right, and with us is Bill Grabowski, the head of innovation for automotive lighting at Magneti. Morelli, thank you for joining us, Bill. Hi, guys. Great to be here with you. Now, for people who aren't familiar with Magneti Morelli, give us the, the quick overview. You do a lot of things. We do a lot of things. Magneti Morelli is a uh, electronics and lighting company with also powertrain and suspension. Um, we are known worldwide with all the OEMs. We're one of the largest suppliers. We're going to become even larger. We're being combined with a company called Calsonic, and it'll be Magneti Morelli CK. So we're very excited about that. We'll be, end up being the seventh largest supplier in the world when we're all done. One of the, I don't know if we can say drawbacks to all of the technology being built into vehicles to allow them to be automated, self-driving, is the appearance of sensors and LIDAR, radar, et cetera. And you're doing some interesting things with all of that technology. Tell us yeah, what yes, you're doing. Yes, we are. We actually, um, we've embarked on a mission to um, make the vehicle look beautiful. We're, uh, we've been doing it for 100 years in lighting. And lighting is a very um, deeply technical and highly regulated system on the vehicle. In fact, it's the most regulated vehicle system on the, on the car. Um, so we know how to take those devices that are regulated and make them look beautiful. So the same thing with sensors. And you've seen the monstrosities on the road today. It's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's out of necessity because that's the state that we're in. But then in the future, how many people want to drive around in vehicles like that? Even if they're robotic taxis, they're not very elegant. So we're trying to address that. We're trying to also address the need for the automakers, which is the complexity of the number of sensors you're going to need. You're going to need... 15 to 20 sensors to achieve a high-level 8S or level 3 autonomous, where are you going to put them all? Are you going to have individual sensors located in the front of the vehicle? Each one of them take a separate wire run, bracketry, packaging, cost and weight. They're going to migrate to the corner of the vehicle, and they need to be because the field of view is where it's optimum. I can package it conveniently now in one box. I can make one electrical communication connection instead of four or five I can save weight I can save cost and then I can do it in an aesthetic manner they don't have all these warts sticking out on the outside of the vehicle so where are you putting everything 
So we have headlamp and tail lamp packages basically. And what we're doing is if you can work early enough in the design studio with the styling guys, we can position the sensors where they need to be for the field view and then aesthetically work around it to make, make them look good. And this is what our bread and butter is for the last 100 years in lighting. And that's why we are the preeminent headlamp, tail lamp designer for all the major OEMs practically in the world. So one, one of the things with, with headlamps has been uh, sort of an inclement weather. One has to, um, you know, put windshield wipers on them. Yeah. I think I owned a car at one time that had windshield wipers right. on that. I mean, how, uh, and certainly these sensors need to have some protection over them because of the elements. Yeah. How, how are you handling that piece so of it? There's a number of, of pieces that we're developing. First, again, the aggregation of the sensors in one location um, will enable the cleaning solution. Because right. if you have them spread out around the front of the vehicle, yeah, yeah. I, so at the end of the day, yeah. you're going to need a washing solution. Right. You're going to need maybe a uh, an air pulse solution to a blow wiping, off. A wiping solution. Well, we're trying to stay away from, from mechanical. Well, it might be by air, right? As yeah, you, as you exactly. Out, I, right. I'd classify those both okay. as wiping, I'll, but, I'll you know, that. whatever. I'll buy that. Yeah. Um, we're going to we're developing heating elements as well that can right. be embedded in sure. the lens, sure. and uh, so we think it's going to be a combination of all of those systems to be able to get to a, a clean solution. But the nice thing is, if it's in the corner of the vehicle, we package it and and we have systems that can already today clean clean themselves because right. of the airflow and so on and the aerodynamics right. yeah. of all and, that. And you are, you are working with manufacturers of these sensors and, yeah. and LIDAR, et cetera. Yeah, and I should mention, I mean, our premise is as an innovation team, we're out scouting the world, looking for these great ideas, sensor-related or communication, perception-related. Um, and so for this iteration, this third generation, we have a LIDAR camera radar, which we're developing LIDAR internally as well as cameras. But we've also introduced some new technology. So we've got a thermal infrared camera. We're working with a small startup out of Israel called Atasky. Mm -hmm. Cool technology, 200 meter range, thermal imaging, differentiation between objects, pedestrian or animals, bicyclists. Also, it can it can uh, distinguish a thermal image between inanimate objects. I have a tire in a road. It's a different thermal uh, mm -hmm. profile than the road. Right. So that's pretty exciting technology. Then we've got a, a, a millimeter wave radar system integrated into the headlamps that will replace the ultrasonic devices that are on the outside of the car, very visible. Again, trying to lim eliminate these ugly dots that are driving the designers crazy. And the price point is equivalent? I mean, it's going to be less. It's going to be less, and I'll tell <laughs> you why, yeah, because yeah. Um, you need an ECU to drive the ultrasonic devices, okay? okay? All right. And that's a pretty expensive device. Right. We're going to be able to right. use our headlamp ECU, which you, you have to have anyway, to drive the uh, millimeter wave radar, so yeah, in that so you yeah. Yeah. so it's a it's a nice efficient solution. Still under development, not ready yeah. to launch okay. tomorrow, sure. Sure. but give us a couple of years and it'll be ready for prime time. And then the last thing that we've added to the uh, third generation is something called um, light fidelity or LiFi. So we're transmitting data via photons, in essence. And we can do it at a much higher rate of speed than any kind of wireless radio system, Wi-Fi. We can have it in a more secure environment. This is the kind of thing you can imagine for 
payments to the infrastructure through toll booths or parking structures. You can have a, um, a secured way of making those type of payments, or you can communicate V to X, V to Y, the infrastructure, the traffic signals want at the intersection can tell the vehicle what the horizon um, activity is happening. There, there may be another advantage to this as well, given some of the things that are going on with some of the tests around the country, in that the vehicle isn't going to advertise itself as being an autonomous, driverless, self-driving yeah. vehicle. Yeah, and I mean, today as they're deploying robotic vehicles and taxis, the aesthetics aren't the important part of it. It needs to be functional, and they still, we've got a long and way to go. It needs to be safe. It's got to be safe. It's Not safe, safe. You, you know, we're out of business, so got yes. You got right. it, and, and, and we're, we're supporting the robotic taxi market in other ways, but really we see the, the volume acceleration is going to be maybe at level two plus, high level 8S stuff. Um, companies are going to want to put cameras and radars, maybe, maybe short range LIDARs into the corner. As soon as we find a long range LIDAR, we're, uh, yeah, no, I'm, we're, I'm sure that, that you can afford, and so, and, yeah, right, right, right. Um, and so on. Well, you'll come to the oh, smart oh, driving car uh, summit. Yeah, we, we, okay. we'll, we'll have them there, but uh, some people will claim that they're they Ask them to bring there. their hardware with yeah, them, yeah, okay? Right, so yeah, we, do. I'll bring my measuring tape and my yeah, yeah, we'll uh, reflective. We, no, uh, of course, of course. Uh, but, uh, no, it, that, our premise is it's got to be elegant. This, if, if you're going to be selling high-volume, high-level 8S stuff, it can't look like a robo taxi. Yeah, right, and the you know the fact one of the things is you put two cameras on there with that kind of separation of that you can also do some depth perception yeah. on all that. And what they no, do, that's they, the they, cool they, thing. They, 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 right. You might not even need those suckers, and especially right. with the light coming out behind it, you 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 know you can't say it's dark because we got the lights on. So whatever, there I you know. go exactly. Don't know. And maybe right. you so. enhance it with the thermal imaging camera that we have. Oh it's even right. better because that's really what you want to see. <laughs> Yep. Now, yep. the stereo camera idea we've been thinking about, and today they're telling us that it has to be within like, you know, 200 millimeters yeah. relative just for the um, accuracy of the stereo. But there's got to be technology no, 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 that no, we can. No, no, no. There yeah. are some folks out there working on, yeah. on, uh, on that kind of thing okay. with much well, broader separation or whatever. Or sure. And, uh, uh, no, I, I don't know. I, my, my problem is, is it, uh, ever since uh, certainly the DARPA challenge, I've been a vision bigot. So. Um, no, I, because look how do we do it? I don't have a lot. Do I have a lidar here? Take a look. Right. And as long as I'm paying attention, I'm okay. My problem is I don't pay attention. Okay, that's my problem. You know, I have blue screen all the time, right? Uh, but uh, you know, with these systems, you know, proper, you know, backups and so on and so forth. Yeah. You know, we don't the blue, the blue screen issue is not an issue, especially with. The, with uh, with computer systems today, I mean, you know, it just you know, it's, it's, it, it does sound like you're doing some really interesting stuff to to make this mainstream. Where where do people go, listeners go to the podcast for more so info? We have a website, uh, magneticmorelli.com, and if they go there, they'll see some cool videos that describe our latest generation smart corner, our washing devices and systems, cleaning, right, yeah, heating cleaning, that we're right, looking right. at. And, um, and what about the software? We, we, we you were you okay. mentioned. Do you want to say so a that's the whole, words about that? Yeah, that's the whole other side. The, uh, let's call it AI, even though yeah. whatever yeah. that's sort of the the, the consumer, yeah. whatever. Yes. Uh, yeah, and our our um, 
our AI and our development right now, we're, we're concentrating on perception software. Um, we recently acquired a company called Smart Me Up out of France. Um, they're doing some really cool software development to take the, the um, sensing uh, data that we're providing right. part of the Smart Corner and then um, Converting it into, hey, objects with a yeah, velocity yeah, exactly. on it, whatever, so that you know, hey, this is where the thing should drive versus, whoa, wait a minute, yeah. apply the brakes, yeah, right? Yeah, So that's the strength of Magneti Morelli. We've got all these parts of the of the, uh, the infrastructure that we can bring together and provide that, that total and, solution. And the automakers that you work with, the, the list is, is the, impressive. We, we work with everybody. We're, uh, like I said, we are... Um, the second largest automotive lighting supplier in the world, only behind Toyota's uh, captured source, Quido. Um, we are the preferred source to uh, the, the, the high-level German OEMs, and we have the highest technology for lighting. So we're, we're very proud of that heritage, and we can do this uh, sensing technology and integration in a most beautiful aesthetic manner. And again, it's uh, Magneti Morelli. MagnetiMorelli.com. Come and visit us. Bill, Bill Grabowski, thank you for spending some time with us. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Bill, thank you very much. Great to meet you. That's it for this special edition of the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Stay tuned for more from CES. I'm Fred Fishkin along with Alan Kornhauser. Thanks for listening.